And welcome to Assassination on this Friday, January 8th, 2021. Um, we've already tried our seven day trial of 2021. And uh, well, I'm not interested. <laughs> I've had our trial period. Uh, no, no, I, I don't want any of this crazy crap for 2021. It needs to go away. Totally. So if you missed my show yesterday, The Sassy Show, which was presented by rocklandworldradio.com, um, um, you can know that I talked about um, what happened at the Capitol in very good enough detail. Um, I do have a list of senators that we need to vote out. Um, I, do, I do have that. Um, Let's see. Um, we did talk about social media basics. Basically, what social media is and what it isn't. We did talk about athletes, and which I will talk about again today, and how they think they're so elite, you know, that they can preach to us about politics and preach to us about social issues when they don't get up off their ass to actually make things change and help things change, they just run to their Twitter account or their Instagram account and preach the fuck to us, literally. So when people complain about you, you know, like when people complain about you guys, uh, we're just, you know, we, we don't really care what your opinion is, just play ball. And then you yell at the fans for that. We don't care what you have to say because you haven't done anything to change things. You just sit there on your high horse, on your pedestal, and do absolutely shit to change anything. And, and donating money means nothing, FYI. That's not gonna change shit. You donate any money to organizations that aren't doing anything to change things. So enough with donating money. Put, put your money, actually put your money where your mouth is and go out and go into the inner city and change things. Change things where you think that things need to be changed. Help people who you think need to be helped that are being ignored. That's how you change things. And I did mention it changes in your household first before you can change things on the outside. You can't change things on the outside if you don't change things on the inside first. You know, remember, point the thumb, not the finger. Okay, we talked about that, but today, and we also talked about Sam Darnold, which I'll talk about at the end, because now Twitter has got me all pissed again. So we'll go into that in um, a little detail at the end. But I did write a blog post on my website. If you want to go read it, it's on sassygirlpr.com. Um, dear college football players, here's what to do to your social media now. Right before you're gonna get drafted, now's the time to do this. Not, don't wait a week before the draft because scouts and general managers and people in the team departments are gonna be looking at your social media right now. They wanna know, they wanna know what you're talking about, what you said in the past. You know, people, the media is gonna do the same thing to you, especially the media. And I will tell you this, just especially the New York media. So, you know, you know, 
it's very important. So I did write it and I'm going to tell you, um, you know, just as an, as an adult can be punished or even terminated by their employer for posting inappropriate or offensive content on their social media channels. Athletes can lose opportunities if they slip up on social media. If you slip up on social media, you're done. Now we've seen things happen with social media with the NFL. We've seen like for the Jets point of view, we've seen, you know, Jamal Adams with his little drama hissy fits um, to get traded, um, actually to get signed and to get his money and then to get traded to Dallas, which didn't work. And then um, he got traded to Seattle. And we've seen what happened with Le'Veon Bell with liking a, a tweet that um, that somebody said that he should get traded or to get rid of him or whatever it was. And then he got traded and actually he got released. He didn't get traded um, to Kansas City. So, and then you've seen other things with other Jet players in particular um, and other players in general. You've seen things with Antonio Brown. You've seen things with other players. Um, JJ Watt comes to mind with some of the stuff that he's done on his social media. With his, and his stuff is a little bit different because he his stuff was was in it was controversial when he was talking about fans pay money to see them play and they should come ready to play and not tank that kind of thing. Um, a little different than Antonio Brown's, you know, talking about you no know, white women, talking about that he doesn't want to play in the NFL again, talking about the kind of stuff. And then there was also Des Bryant a um, couple times a couple weeks ago. Um, when he was told he couldn't play against Dallas because he had COVID and then he was like, he was done. And players come to social media like every time a thought pops into their little brains, they date. Then, oh, gotta tweet it. Because they kind of forget. It's not a diary. Social media is not a diary. We don't need to know what's happening every minute of your life, in your, in your life. We don't need to know everything you're thinking. If you want a diary, then get a blog. If you want another diary, get a, get a journal and start writing in it. And so that's where we're gonna go with this. So student athletes also need to remember that free speech isn't without consequences and posting inappropriate and controversial or offensive content on social media channels or maintaining connections with questionable individuals over various social networks can have a huge impact on their future. Remember, once you tweet something or post something, it's out there. It's out there, it's out there. It's not something that can be taken away. And you can delete it, but by the time you get around to delete it, people already took a screenshot of it. They have screenshots, that's what people do. So, and especially with some athletes, and what they tweet. People have a lot of screenshots. Okay, so now what can you do? Well, there are many services that people don't even know that exist. Um, they're designed to help you manage your Twitter history and wipe it clean. Some are free, some, some charge a subscription fee, but the most popular one is called Tweet Delete. T-W-E-E-T, -E -E and then the word delete which is a free web tool that lets you both delete your Twitter history and set a timer for the deletion of future tweets. 
So it's kind of a cool, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, it, um, and it, it's used to just let you activate the delete um, process several times in a row. You can wipe more than 3,200 tweets in a single sitting. But it has been updated how it works. So you no longer can do that unless you pay for the premium version, obviously. In the beginning, everything was free. Every certain, certain kind of, certain, certain, yeah, certain kinds of apps were free. And then they, then they needed to get paid for everything else. Um, but, you know, you can actually, you can send tweets to, you know, your archive. You, know, you can head over to your Twitter settings. You can click on your Twitter data tab on the left-hand column. Scroll down to Twitter archive. From there, you can request your archive be sent to your email associated with your Twitter account. So you can keep all your tweets there if you want to. Or you can just go through your Twitter and delete certain things. Um, there's a lot of things to do. Also, it's good to unfollow like inactive accounts. You don't have to follow everybody. Like that's like, the mistake I think a lot of people make on Twitter is that they follow every single follower and they're not discernive where they they make good decisions and not follow everybody like i'll follow people if we're gonna have if i'm gonna talk to them like once i tweet them and they tweet back i'll follow them because that means that they want to have conversation that they're not so there's a difference between a doer and a looker you don't and that goes for every platform and even especially instagram because so many people go i need to have 500 million followers no you don't you want to have the doers the ones that do things, that, that like your posts, share your posts. You can share posts and stories, by the way, um, or save posts. The ones that comment, you know, those are the, those are the doers. The ones that click the links. The lookers are like the ones that ghost your page. The ones that just follow you for the sake of following you and don't interact with you or engage with you. You don't want those. And that same goes for you guys, the college athletes. You don't want those either. Um, you know, you can start with your family members, you know, you know, who is inactive and who's not, um, along with the potential other users you follow a long time ago that you never heard from again, you can get rid of, just delete them, block them, whatever, I don't care. Uh, it's possible to go to your Twitter pro profile, analyze each profile and unfollow them. But if you're going to unfollow hundreds, you don't have time. So you should just go through to who, who you really want to follow and who you don't want to follow, basically. Um, you know, you can take, you know, you are likely, you're likely still following too many people too who are irrelevant. Um, so you want to unfollow those people too. It may seem rude or you may take some people off, but if you keep it, but if you keep it in the same Twitter stays messy. So another approach is to sift through the people you follow, identify the ones who are irrelevant and unfollow them. And I would do that now before you become an NFL player. Who do you want to follow and who do you want to have follow you? Do that now before you get that contract, before you become an NFL player. You wanna make sure that your Twitter 
is is well a is legit but you don't have the wrong people following you you don't have the wrong you're not following the wrong people too um you know twitter um also adds updates so you want to make sure that yours is up to date um you know change your password maybe also check what apps you use twitter for because i have apps that i use twitter for like to sign in or I have given access to. So like, for example, my blog has access to my Twitter account. I believe my Pinterest has access to my Twitter account, like that type of thing. Uh, Facebook, I think like for those reasons, you wanna make sure you, you know what your Twitter account is also um, connected to at the same time. Um, remember, putting something out on social media means you're agreeing to be judged on the content even if you didn't write it originally. So that goes for people who retweet things. When you retweet something, that you're telling people that that's what you believe and they can judge you based on what you retweet. Um, the key to remember is that just because there are platforms doesn't mean that we need to know everything you are thinking or feeling. Be smart about it. And if, and if January 7th was any indication, you should not ever, 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 let me say this again, ever get involved with politics on your page or social issues. Don't do it. I know it's hard and I know like sometimes you know, players want to, say what they feel and all this kind of stuff but for the love of god please don't i don't even think politicians should even be on social media i said this yesterday um they shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to be anywhere near it you know you have something that needs to be said you gather the media together you have a press conference and you say in a press conference or you say it in a, in a, in a news a news release you type it up. Do go that they should go back the old-fashioned way, and do it that way. Politics causes trouble, as 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 we have seen and witnessed this week alone. If this week alone was any indication, social media has caused so much trouble within politics. It's crazy. Um. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I lost, I lost my thing. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But anyhow, so that's basically you know what I talked about yesterday. But I'm not gonna rehash it today. So if you want to listen to it, you can go find my, find my uh podcast from yesterday, my radio show from yesterday. But this year alone, I think. Everybody should stop talking politics. The regular people too. <laughs> I hate saying the regular people, but as regular Joes, not like, you know, I'm not talking about, and I think celebrities should stop talking about it. I think athletes should stop talking about it. The media who doesn't cover politics should stop talking about it because all they're doing is just throwing gasoline on the fire. It's spewing more hate and more misinformation than ever before. And it's up to us to be better and do better. 
stop worrying about, stop thinking in terms of Republican or Democrat and be a good American. That's what we should be doing. Be a good American. Stop thinking in terms of conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat. It's their fault. It's us fault. It's our fault. It's their fault. Blah, blah, blah. Like, like stop it already. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But again, you know, again, it's, it just shows that I've been saying this from the get-go about social media. It was never intended for this. But the platforms are not capable of taking down all the hate that's that's spewed on their platforms daily. And there's a lot of hate out there. People think that because they're hiding behind a device or a computer screen, they can say whatever pops into their brain. But no, you you can't. Like I just said in my on my blog post with the college athletes, you know, there are consequences. And there's also accountability for what you say to people. And I think we as a society have to realize that. Social media was not designed for this. Stay in touch with your family and friends. Network. Meet new people online. That's great. That's a great thing to do on Twitter, especially on Twitter. Um, you know, meet people on Instagram too. You can meet people on Instagram. I've met lots of people on Instagram too. So between Instagram and Twitter, I meet tons of new people a day. And, and have many conversations with people all all day long, which is great. And I network and I find business opportunities using social media, which it was designed for. And I try my best to build up a community, not tear a community down. We have to stop doing that. Athletes, you have to be better too. It's called social media. It's not called anti-social media. Because they're so antisocial with fans, it's disgusting. Why bother being on it? If you're not going to engage in conversation with the fans, why the hell are you on it? You know, and then to see athletes just tweet about their branding and getting likes and getting people to click their videos and to watch their stuff and to buy their merchandise. That's not what you're there for. Yes, it, it, that's part of, the, of, the, of why you're on social media, you know, but that should be only 20% of the reason why you're on there. All right, so out of 100%, you have 80% now left. What's the 80% left for? About 50% of that is for you to be social with fans. 30% of that is to post about stuff containing your career, your past, um, your worth ethnic, your uh, trying to inspire people, your journey, basically, you know, your journey of life, basically. But 50% of the time, you should be engaging with fans. And you don't. Almost all of you, I can say almost all of you don't. I engage maybe with one, two, three, I'm just counting, three, four, maybe four or five athletes have engaged with me about I would probably say about 10 10 athletes have engaged with me at some point that's very sad that's a sad number meanwhile they focus on all the negative and all the trolls and the haters and then they wonder why they have trolls and haters uh hello you're focusing on the negative 
You're not focusing on the supportive fans, the fans who are in your corner, the fans who buy your jersey, the fans who buy the tickets to see you, the fans who buy the cable subscriptions to watch you play. That's who you should be engaging with, but you're not. You either do the stupid shit, which is engage with each other. Well, hello, you have each other's phone numbers. Engage over a text message in private, not on social media, number one. We don't, uh, we don't need to see it. Number two, you engage them with the haters and, and call them out and say things. And uh, why? You're just, you're just adding gasoline to the fire when you do that, too, by the way. You're giving what the hater and the troll want, which is attention. And you're ignoring the person who cares about you and what and loves you or wants to uh, is your number one fan, and you're ignoring them. Why? And can can you all do this for me, please? Can you all athletes stop doing this stupid shit? I don't care that you're in your car listening to fucking music. We don't need to see it in a story for one fucking minute. I don't care. I don't care. And then the, the camera is on the radio. I got to see what song they're listening to. Hear the song in the car while you're driving. First of all, I can take screenshots of that and send it to your, your insurance company. <laughs> and your insurance company can see that when you're driving, by the way, too. Because it's, it's public. It's public knowledge. Don't think that your insurance company is not watching how you drive when you're doing that shit. FYI. Because insurance companies are watching what you do on social media, too. And that goes for everybody. Insurance companies, you got employers, you got media, you got fans, obviously, you got everybody. And everybody has this. Everybody has employers, in, um, employers, insurance companies um, watching what you do on social media every day, every day taking screenshots and divorce attorneys. Um, there's so many things that can go into uh, uh, who's watching what you do on social media, everybody. So that's why you should really know, you should really come up with what I call, what's called a content calendar and not just posting sporadically. Because sometimes when you're posting sporadically, you post something that's going to get you in trouble and you don't want to do that. So anyhow, that's my spiel on athletes and social media in general. And just a little tips for the regular people too. I mean, the regular folks, you got your, your employers are, your employers know where your social media um, is. So don't be the stupid one on Facebook, especially when you go, oh, I'm going to change my name. I'm going to get rid of my last name and use my middle name. Um, FYI, when you do a search for you, guess what comes up? <laughs> The, post, the, the account with your middle name comes up still as your account because your original account never goes away. So you guys will look stupid when you do that too. And I'm like, and then I have some on my Facebook page. Like I have like, you know, some, you know, I'll just say a name. I'll just say Anna Marie. Well, Anna Marie, you know, her last name was Smith. So Anna Smith, you know, is my friend. She's not, I'm just making one up. And then all of a sudden she tries to get a new job. So she changes to Anna, she, Anna Marie. Well, when they look up Anna Smith on, you know, they look it up, your Anna Marie comes up because the original, the original um, account was Anna Smith. And it's always going to stay that way. No matter how many times you freaking change it. doesn't matter on Facebook for people to know that. 
LinkedIn. People can find you on LinkedIn. People can find your Twitter account. It's not that hard for people to find your accounts online because Google keeps records. Facebook keeps records. The more times you're on it, the more times your, your, your status goes up on Google. You know, it goes up the, uh, it goes up the, uh, the line there, you know, the rankings. Um, you can look, you can look up people's pictures on Google, going to Google images, typing in the person's name and seeing what pictures come up. You can do it that way. You can also, um, there's a lot of other ways of doing it. So people don't know this and people are stupid when they, when they start posting things. Um, regular folks, like, why are you posting pictures of you drinking? People are going to think you're an alcoholic and if you're going to get, an, you're trying to get a new job, you shouldn't have those pictures up there. Um, other times people pick, uh, post pictures with firearms. Why? People are going to think you're psychotic and it's not that you are and you may not be, but people draw an image of who they think you are based on what you post, which is wrong. I have to say. It's stupid. It's stupid to assume that somebody's this way just because they like to post pictures of that. Like, for example, what happens if someone likes to post pictures of squirrels? Just just on the book. What are you what are you gonna judge that person based on? Oh, that person's crazy. That person likes squirrels. There there must be a nature a nature nut. We don't want those in this office. I mean, to me that's stupid, but at the same time I can understand. But they look they look for your political position. They look for your position on issues. They look for your position um, for the company. They look if you're talking about the company. They look if you're talking about your boss behind your behind his back. If you, um, they they look for the dirty laundry. So you got to be careful when you're on social media. You can't just go out there and just start post. That's why like the athletes have to start being. You have to be better. Be better. Unfortunately, you're a role model. You may not have thought you signed up for that, but you are. Be better online. Be better. And finally, I will talk about Sam Darnold. <sighs> God almighty. So I'll sum it up this way. So 2018, the Jets fans were like, oh, we need to get a top quarterback in the draft. We draft Darnold. Let's fast forward now to 2020. Oh, we need to get Terrell, Terrell, I keep calling him Terrell. We need to get Trevor, oh, Trevor Owens, oh my God. Trevor Lawrence. We need to get Trevor Lawrence, we need him. Oh, he's the best, we need to get him. He's a generational quarterback. We need to get him. Then we win a game, lose the first pick, go to the second pick, thank God. Um, then everybody's like, oh, don't know what we're going to do now. Don't know what we're going to do. Then Justin Fields has an incredible game against Clemson. And all of a sudden, the Jets fans wake the fuck up and see that J Justin Fields is better than Terrell, Terrell, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. Which I said many months ago that he has a better upside than TL. Oh my God, we need to get him. We're gonna get him at second. Maybe they're gonna, maybe they're, oh my God, maybe the Jaguars are gonna get him now at, fir at the first pick, but then we can still get Trevor. Oh my God. And then word goes around now that they may draft an OT, which I want. The, the, the OT, um, uh, Suell, I think that's how you say his name. I suck at la saying last name, so apologize for that. But, but, and then we move back into right tackle. 
if when we draft him, which means they're going to build an O-line for Darnold. They're going to build a team because that's what they should do. I mean, they would be stupid to not keep Darnold, who has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. He has the tools. We just need a coach to showcase those tools. And he needs a team around him to be able to showcase those tools. You have all the draft capital, right? So why would, now this is the new thing now this week. Why the fuck would the Jets want to get Deshaun Watson? Why? Why would you trade Darnold to the Texans and three draft picks for him? His contract is atrocious. It's four years, $156 million. Why would you do that? Why would you give up your future for a quarterback that you don't know where he, what he's going to be when he comes here? And why would he come here? He has, first of all, he has no trade clause. He has to agree to come here. And he, why would he do that? If he's going to be, if he wants to be traded, he should, he's going to want to be traded to a team that has promise of winning in the next two, three years, like a Super Bowl. Because let's just face it, the Jets are winning a Super Bowl in the next two, three years. Other teams that are out there have a little better chance of doing that. They need a quarterback. And then Brandon Marshall comes like, you know, out from the rock where he was hiding and goes, oh, well, if Deshaun Watson gets traded, I'll come back to the Jets. I don't want you back with the Jets. Sorry, but not sorry. You're 36 freaking years old. You haven't played since 2018. No, stay retired. And first of all, why would you want to be going to come back if we had, and I'll say it, because we haven't have a black quarterback on the team and you're going to want to come? You don't want to come and help Darnold? Come on. God almighty, these players and these stupid fans. No, we don't need Brandon Marshall, number one. Thanks, but no thanks. It was great when you were here. You're done. Goodbye. And we don't need Watson. You have Donald. You have Donald. I'm like, my God, you have Donald. Why are you so delusional? And why are you guys so against him? So to Sammy, this is what I want to tell Sammy. Ready? Like the, I like the fact that people, I don't like the fact that people are always attacking you. But at the same time, when you turn it around next year and you're gunning it and you're winning, I can guarantee you all these fans that are throwing under the bus are going to come back onto the Donald bandwagon and go, oh, I was with him the whole entire time. I loved him from the minute he stepped onto the field. I was his biggest fan. And I will find all those tweets that prove that you aren't. I will find them and retweet the hell out of them. And I will also put them on Instagram. Because I can guarantee you there are going to be those fans that are going to come out and say that. I was supporting him the whole time. No, you weren't. Shut up. And also, Sammy. Now, I know you trust Jordan Palmer. But you've been with him for three years. What is he going to do differently to help showcase your talent? And you're paying him, remember. You're pretty much paying him to be your personal quarterback coach. He's not doing it for free. It's part of his business. So, of course, he's going to always tell you what you want to hear. So is your agent. 
So are your teammates, so are your friends, so are your family. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. It's good to hear things outside your circle. That's where I come in. <laughs> I'll tell you how it is. I will tell you, I will motivate the hell out of you. Because right now, I really, that's what you need. I think you have skill and talent. And I think you've shown that this year. You, like, you're way too hard on yourself. Number one, you are so hard on yourself. I like the fact that in one of the press conferences, you told the, the, the media that you're going to live in the moment because you need to do that more. You need to do that more. Definitely. I, I learned that I had to do that more. It's one of the things that I've learned from 2020. Um, but I think you really need a motivation coach. And I can be that for you. And you have my number. I would use it. And I ain't going to charge you either. <laughs> I'll do it out of the goodness of my heart. Why? Because I care about you. And I care that, and I care basically that all these fans are throwing you under the bus. And they don't understand what, they don't understand football for throwing you under the bus like that when you have that talent and that ability. You can do anything you set your mind to. And I really love how you handle the media. I mean, there were times that this year that when they, at the end of the year, when they were asking the dumbass questions, oh, have you ever thought that this is your last game with the Jets? You know, the, the stupid assholes. And you, you took a deep breath and you just told them no. And you didn't give them anything else to write. And that's a sign of a great leader. And that's also a sign of great maturity. And that's a sign of what a franchise quarterback should be. And I'm always proud of you. And I will always be your personal cheerleader, no matter what. You won me over already. <laughs> so that, that's that. All right, well, enjoy your weekend, everybody. I will see you next Friday. This show is going to have, come February, a preview, a video preview added to this audio. So it's going to be cool. So I'm making some changes. I'm doing some work on it and we'll get to it probably by February because I have other projects that I'm on and I'm working on. I'm writing my book. I got to do cheer workouts, cheerleading workouts and motivation stuff for the girls. Um, I got, you know, affiliated marketing stuff that I'm doing and influencer marketing stuff that I'm doing as well as also coaching all of my clients with social media. So a lot on my plate. But thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I will see you all next Friday.